Hello, good afternoon, Michael Wynn, Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Thanks for joining in today on the video podcast series where we talk about digital marketing strategies to help grow your business. Today, we're going to talk about how to leverage intent-based marketing strategies through brand awareness campaigns. So there's a lot of discussion, I think, in, in philosophies around intent-based marketing versus uh, brand awareness campaigns. And I feel like um, that those conversations start with an either-or uh, approach. And I feel like we're missing um, opportunity there in phrasing it or approaching it as um you know, an either or scenario when it really doesn't have to be. It actually can be a both and approach. So first of all, let's talk about what is intent based marketing really mean. So, you know, I think that that terminology definitely came about with the um, explosion of Google AdWords um, as one of the best advertising digital platforms uh, from 2000, early 2000s through, uh, you know, early 2016, 2017, because basically you were able to position your business in front of people who were looking specifically for the products or services that, that you have. So they were essentially in market at that time. However, what we learned over time is that as a result of the proliferation of the internet and the ability for consumers to self-educate, right or wrong, the ability to go out and, and move through a, a marketing funnel experience of first thinking about, um, okay, what is it that I'm looking for? Uh, where are all the different places that I can go to find that? That's going to be in that sort of awareness or education stage of the funnel. Um, and then ultimately, once I educate myself, I've narrowed it down to, say, two or three different vendors or companies. Uh, I would move into that consideration stage of, of the process or experience. And then once I kind of do my pros and cons of, of you know, programs or, or companies, um, you know, then I'm ready to pull the trigger and make a buying decision. So, you know, I think it's interesting when you look at the statistics and, you know, for those of you who have not tuned into the podcast before, um, you know, you're going to find that I talk about a lot of the, the same things over and over. And the fact of the matter is I'm going to continue to talk about those things over and over because it is the smart play for small businesses to medium-sized businesses to maximize their advertising dollars. So again, if we circle back to intent-based marketing, what's happened is, um, you know, so the evolution of the digital marketing, you know, sort of, uh, marketplace really expanded into display ads, which became part of Google's network, where it wasn't just text ads that I could look at. I could also see visual ads on their display network. Uh, and then Facebook came out and really started to ramp up their um, ability to leverage behaviors of users on their platform as they interacted, liked, favorited, commented, shared content on their website. So 
you know, in 2008, 2009, you know, again, on Facebook, we're just, you know, literally reading everything in our feed. Um, and, and now 10 years later, you know, we, we frequent there maybe a little bit less and we swipe very quickly through that feed um, to look at information. But we're going to still be looking at and interacting with content like if you're in the, in, in the process of looking for maybe refinancing your house, you know, you're going to probably see an ad because you've gone to a website, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, your credit union, whatever. And then you're going to leave and you're going to come back. And if those companies are leveraging retargeting, they're going to have display ads in your social feed. And if they've done their marketing right, you're going to click on that behavior. And that is going to be part of the data set or the pixels that are collected and available for advertisers who are on that platform to be able to target specifically intent or interests um, that users have displayed. So just because you're, you know, searching on the web for things and then you come back into your social networks, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or Twitter or YouTube or what have you, um, the, the internet and your behaviors are, are being really, they're being watched, they're being recorded, they're being logged. And so understanding that you can, as an advertiser and as a company, be able to really target those behaviors and those interests and make sure that you have creative that speaks specifically to that intent, you're able to garner more attention for your brand. And maybe a competitor did the original job of getting them, um, you know, tagging them or having them, you know, be part of a, a bucket that is related to interest. And that data is then collected and um, stored, whether it's, again, on Facebook or Instagram, or Twitter or what have you. Um, but having the ability to set up that creative and then create uh, an ad audience group based on that interest really ties into the intent because I'm now targeting as a business that very specific intent based on what you've done on the internet and or what, what interaction you've had with content. So again, I think it really boils down to brands who understand um, and create content for their brand around what they understand and how they've observed uh, the intent of people as they come and are, um, you know, in the consideration stage, making creative and, and speaking to those items with great frequency allows a brand to enter that stage or enter that frame uh, or screen of the mobile device or desktop or tablet or whatever it is. Um, and, and help them kind of walk through that experience, right? But so many brands, you know, are, are still sort of stuck in 2008 uh, in putting all of their eggs in the intent basket. And I think it's interesting. You look at 2017, Google AdWords' largest advertiser was Amazon until Amazon decided, you know what? We can do our own search um, marketing and intent marketing on our own platform and move out of the overpriced uh, marketplace 
that currently exist in the AdWords framework. So, you know, again, we talked about all the different ways that companies are are fueling and inflating the prices for intent based marketing, especially on the Google AdWords platform. Um, you know, and it's something as simple as, you know, going in and setting up your campaigns and having zero negative keywords, right? So, you know, if if I'm an attorney and, you know, I'm trying to reach, um, you know, dentists, um, you know, who are worried about their practice, if they're going to be in a lawsuit um, and I'm targeting the keyword dentist, well, I'm also going to be competing with companies who are trying to sell products, whether it's dentures or braces or furniture or, you know, whatever a dentist needs to have their business run, you know, I'm competing with them as well. So I need to be able to sort of carve out or set up negative keywords to say, if you have dentist in this word, don't show my ad. Guys, that's not happening. There are so many people dumping money into that platform and inflating a word that you know, would, would have been in 2006, you know, uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten cents is now six, seven, eight, nine dollars for that click. Whereas I can leverage that behavior and interest on the Facebook and uh, Facebook ad platform and create content around that and uh, optimize my ad for link clicks and pay 30, 40 cents per click. So why in the world would a small business whose operating budget and advertising budget is so, um, you know, like the success and, and you know, their, their future depends on their marketing dollar spending like a $10 bill. You can't afford to overpay for um, those ads. So I think that's something that, you know, we definitely need to make sure as small business owners or medium-sized corporations, we understand that that's the case. And I think it's also absolutely just fascinating that there's so many, there's so much debate about, you know, well, gosh, you know, the 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 Facebook ads of, of Cambridge Analytica and the Russian involvement, and you know, they they steered the election one way or the other. And like literally people are saying Facebook ads essentially determine the outcome of the US presidential race, but I'm not willing to put one dollar into that ad platform. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Um, so I think it's a certain, um, you know, uh, just inexperience and lack of understanding of what the platform is and, and understanding that, no, I don't go on Facebook and look for, you know, I need an attorney for my dentist practice. That's not what happens. I'm on the internet, which is I'm using my phone most of the time and I'm looking and I'm interacting with content all over and then I end up coming in my social network, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Instagram, whether it's YouTube, you know, and, and being able to position your brand in a way that is relevant to the person that's actually looking for the types of service that your company offers is really smart money. So you can target intent with contextual creative, meaning you've created uh, uh, words and pictures that specifically speak to the emotional, um, you know, motivations and psychographics of the end user who is looking for your product or service. 
And that is really the way to leverage intent-based marketing strategies through a brand awareness campaign. It can be done. Um, you just need to make sure that you're leveraging the right creative, the right ad platform, the right audience build and makeup, and make sure that you've got you know pixels and retargeting set up so that if they do come in and land on one page of your website and leave before taking action, that as they travel the internet, whether they go back to Facebook or whether they go to MSN or eBay or, or whatever the top 1,000 sites are, or apps, weather.com on your phone, um, that, that you have the opportunity to get in front of them again and say, hey, remember this? Um, and then, you know, you don't necessarily want to take them right back to the page that they were on before. Maybe you want to help move them through. Okay, you found us. Now you know who we are, awareness. Now I know you're going to be in the comparison stage. So what type of creative can I put in you that, that can help you do the educational work that you want to do in doing a side-by-side -side comparison with your competitors or doing a side-by-side -side of cost analysis? You know, whatever the information is that you understand, they're going to be walking through that process um, is so critically important. So that, that covers what we're going to talk about today. I'm so excited. Uh, tomorrow uh, on the episode, we're going to go back into covering the book Traction. Uh, with one of my good friends and colleagues, Katie Lilly from Lillyfield Accounting Solutions. As we talk about Traction, uh, the book by Gina Wickman, it's a bestseller, uh, how, to get a, how to get a grip on your business before it gets a grip on you. Guys, thank you so much again for tuning in today. My name is Michael Wynn. I am the Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow.